Welcome to the WRSU Crew, the revolutionary show to hear all things sports, from your very own Rutgers Athletics to the hot topics in all professional and collegiate sports from around the globe, coming to you from your own Rutgers students. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your ride with the crew. And good evening, ladies and gents, and welcome back one more time to the Summer Tuesday Crew. Uh, next week, we're going to be back to our uh, our regular semester schedule, I believe. But uh, we're going to start things off for the Summer Crew here tonight. Moshe Golubchik, Dylan Allen, Jack Basaya, and John Hartnett. And uh, last night, as you may know, was the big WRSU fantasy football draft. And uh, we'll get into the substance of the draft in a minute, but... Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that uh, our dear friend Eddie Kalegi drafted both Rutgers players who went in the NFL draft, one Bo Melton and one Isaiah Pacheco. No, Eddie didn't do both. It wasn't Eddie? It was uh, the Den- I know, Dennis. I know who Dennis. Dennis Oh, sorry, you're right. I'm I know sorry. Who Dennis picked Pacheco. Dennis, it was Dennis took Pacheco in the first round. Yeah. It was Eddie who took uh, Melton in the 16th. I think he took both. No, sorry. He took... He took Fitzpatrick. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dennis, you're right. Dennis took both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. about what you just said, Mo. Pacheco went in the first round. Pacheco went in the first round. Yeah, that's and what that, happened. Yeah. And, that, <laughs> and that allowed my colleague over on the board right now to get two of the best running backs. Yeah. <laughs> well, unfortunately for Dennis, he's going to have to find uh, a new bench warmer. As uh, we were just informed that Bo Melton has been cut by the Seahawks. Unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I'm seventh not surprised. round. I mean, realistically, I saw yeah. him maybe as a special teams guy. I didn't see him getting receiver minutes. No. And they still have Lockett and, and Metcalf. But but, but I, Isaiah Pacheco could get some minutes for the uh Yeah, I he's been getting first team reps first team reps in practice. Uh they love him a lot. He's been getting a lot of time in preseason. Made the team today. Um I don't know if he will eclipse Clyde Edwards Hilaire as the R B one. I doubt he, it in his first year. But I wouldn't doubt the fact that he could be realistically the, the running back two on that team and get some and right. get some get some snaps right. during some meaningful games. I think they like him a lot. He runs the ball. Um, he's a hard nosed back. You know, we all watched him here at Rutgers. Obviously, he he runs straight through the hole, head down, runs. And Clyde's more of a guy to bounce outside, or he's more of a receiving back. So I could see them trying to use both uh, in in different ways. But Pacheco, as a first round pick, <laughs> I I, I know Dennis was doing it to be funny and um, you know just because Dennis. Rutgers guy thick and through, but <laughs> oh yes, I, I I just, I mean I, I applaud the man. I was able to get Cook and Camaro fourteenth pick. Uh, I love it. Just appreciate just it, Dennis. One Shout point out. of order, Jack. I did just change my team name just just for you. For what to what? Something we could say over the radio waves or uh, yeah yeah. Okay. I changed it from just my name to Mogo knows the way to go. I like it. I there like you it. go. That's what I happens have... when you can rhyme your name like that. Oh yeah. I, I can't do it as well. Yeah, the first. Mine, uh, per- I've had that nickname since I was like eight. So. Oh, there you go. That was actually my campaign slogan when I ran for student president in eighth grade. Logo <laughs> is the way to go. I lost. <laughs> I gotta say, David's uh, team name is by f- is by far my favorite. The Pol- the Palum Beast. Yeah, I did. I think I, I made an enemy in David last night. <laughs> I was sniping him from oh, all yeah. angles. I got like at least. Like, I got sniped a couple of times too. I got at least like five text messages from Palumbo telling me that told him. Telling me that I sniped this player, the most the most apparent one being Trey Lance, and that was a strategy. That was that was a strategy because I saw throwing shade. I got, I got Trey I got Trey Lance uh, 
in the seventh round, I think, and I needed a quarterback desperately. So I saw on the board the guys who were in front of me, the Arnov, Mystel, McCoy, Brett, I think didn't have a quarterback, but all of those guys had a quarterback. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll probably be able to get Lance unless Brett picks Trey Lance ahead of, like, Joe Burrow, I think, was on the board, and he ended up picking Burrow. So – I was like, okay, it has to be the pick because behind me was Palumbo without a quarterback and Dennis without a quarterback. Oh, man. So I, I was like, okay, I've been getting Lance at in the eighth round in all my mocks, but it's just he's just not going to be there in the eighth round because either Palumbo or Dennis is going to pick him. And sure enough, Palumbo was not happy with uh, my decision-making. There. Yeah, I had to draft a – I think I also took my quarterback in round seven or so. And Who was your quarterback? Jalen Hurts. Good pick. <clears throat> I was looking at Lamar – Hertz and uh, Kyler Murray were the top quarterbacks on the board at that point. Um, Lamar went like a couple picks before I got it got to me, which I was okay with because call me a four year old, but I hesitate to draft AFC North players just because. Hey, it took it took all of me to draft Kadarius Tony, but Mo, I'll I'll open the floor. I guess to start, we'll go kind of round robin here. All right, about. What we how we think of our teams leaving the draft? We'll start. We'll start with you, Mo. I'm I'm pretty happy with my team. Um, you know, I got some solid depth at the at the skill positions. Um, and uh, just tried to add a couple more into the mistakenly added roster spots. <laughs> but uh, well, let's I, run through your team. Let's so run through. The I line. got my starting guys. I got Jalen Hurts. Okay. I got Christian McCaffrey, Cam Akers, and my running backs. I got Deontay. You didn't want McCaffrey, right? Okay. That was, that okay. was a I was, hold situation. On, hold on. I was unsure if I wanted McCaffrey, and then I was running late due to some outside business, and then my ESPN account wasn't showing this team for some reason. Okay. So by the time I got online, um, I had already auto-drafted McCaffrey, and... Uh, my expletive-containing reaction in the group me was just a gut reaction, and then I realized actually I'm pretty happy with that pick. Um, I mean that's that's what I would have done. I at again, the two. like I said in the chat a couple times, I probably would have taken him anyway, but yeah. I was hesitating to do it. Um, but yeah, so McCaffrey and Acres, I'm very happy with. Okay. Uh, my wide receivers, I've got Deontay Johnson and Gabriel Davis. And then using Christian Kirk as my flex at the moment. Um, Mike Gusecki is tight end. Uh, it's a solid pick. Solid pick. I, I waited a little longer than I planned to on a tight end, so grab Gusecki. Let me, let me take a quick look at Mogo's. Mogo knows the way to go. And then I got the Colts defense and Daniel Carlson of Las Vegas as my kicker. Uh, those, I mean, Carlson I you know thought about it a little bit. The Colts was the top defense on the board when I drafted a defense in round 14. Mm-hmm. I I liked them too. I I don't think it was near my pick, but I was just the way I went about it because in this league it, it forced us to draft kickers and defenses, which I don't typically do. If it doesn't yeah. make me, I'll keep drafting depth pieces. But in this case, I filled up the bench, so I had to I had to draft the defense, and I was just looking at defenses that had good matchups either the first couple of weeks or just maybe just the first week. The Colts against the Texans, I liked that matchup a lot. Yeah. That's, and so I was interested in them, and then you took them. So I was like, okay, well, I'll, just keep Deontay, I'll keep waiting. Deontay Johnson, I know he's your guy, Mo. I had Deontay two years ago, I want to say. But the point is, Deontay Johnson was the – and he was the 
exact example of a boomer bus player. He would come yeah. in and he would have 25 fancy points one week, and then the very next week he would have one, and it drove me insane. So I, I like the Deontay yeah. Johnson Johnson pick, but me personally, if I saw Deontay Johnson on the board, I'm probably not taking him just because of past past grievances. No, I I get I get that. I mean, I had a deep seated hatred against one particular player for the duration of his career after I lost the fantasy, my first ever fantasy championship because of him. Um, and who was this unnamed player? Was one Dennis Pitta. Oof. He's a tight end for That's the That's a Ravens. throwback name right yeah. there. I mean, this is going back 10 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you're a Steelers fan? I'm a Steelers fan. Okay, so which team, which player was it hard to draft for you then? Because didn't you say that there were some... No, no, you... Dennis Pitta was not on my team. No, no, but at the top of the show, I thought you said that you... You were forced to drafting someone from the AFC North. That you didn't. No, want to draft. I tr- I almost I almost had to decide whether or not I wanted Lamar Jackson. Oh, uh, gotcha. But that opportunity was taken from me anyway. So well, I like really Jalen Hurts this year Who better got, than Lamar. I, I do like Jalen Hurts. If I'm, yeah, Who so, got Lamar? Uh, I don't remember. Um, but I'm happy with Johnson. I know the Pittsburgh quarterback situation is a little up in the air. Looks like they're going to start the season with Trubisky, but you know. Yeah. The date. A Mike T decides to hand the days to pick it. I'll be happy. I'm, I I like Deontay. I have him in a different league. Yeah, um, hey, I, and I solid. thought about grabbing Chase Claypool at some well, at one point, but you know I already had Johnson locked yeah. up. I yeah, realistically you wouldn't start them both at the same time. Exactly, and and you can't even start him if a bye week comes because they have the same bye week. So there's almost no point. Yeah, hey. I happen to love Chase, like as a player, I love Chase Claypool. Mm-hmm. I uh, I'm rooting for the Steelers as well because. I was gifted, and I mean gifted, Najee Harris at the eleventh pick. Wow! So I'm I'm hoping I I did I did like Da knows this. I did like tens and twenties of mocks like throughout the past week, and not once did I get Najee Harris. And hey, expect, listen. Hey, expect the unexpected. Yeah, expect the unexpected. But uh, I guess moving on. I didn't get Dalvin at fourteen in any of them either. No, so. I'm sure you and didn't. Did not. In the spirit of that, moving on, Da. Yeah. You. You had a heck of a draft. Yeah, uh, number fourteen slot, no less. Yeah, the gods blessed me last night uh, in terms of players falling to me in certain spots. And by the gods, you mean Dennis Geisler reaching? <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, it was reaching's wasn't... not even. That's not even the right adjective. Hold that's on, that's not even the right what, word. I'm just curious, what number rank did ESPN give Isaiah Pacheco in the hundreds? E- Maybe I, the I don't know the number exactly. All I know is is he was a later round pick. Probably like ninth round, eighth round, seventh round, somewhere in that range. I'd say that's where he normally goes. <laughs> I, I've seen him later than that. Seen him later? In so, 14 player leagues? Yeah, maybe in 14. Let but me, so let the, me see if I can look. find his ranking. Point is, nowhere close to where he his has, ADP oh, is. Oh, yeah. Pacheco is the 50th ranked running back in PPR yeah. formats, and he has an ADP, which is average draft position, of 167th, which would be what? So 167. Divided by fourteen, that's a little. That's like the eleventh, twelfth round. And Dennis had the courage of his conviction. First, at first 13th pick, thirteenth overall. overall, when he could have had Kamara or Dalvin Cook. But listen, I'll take it. You got Najee at eleven. Um, I'm surprised you didn't go. See, this is the thing. I'm surprised you didn't go Dalvin Jack because he was there too. I know. And in my other league, Dalvin went third overall. Wow. So I was like really surprised to see him fall past you. Najee at 11 is a good pick. I just was surprised to see it happen. And then it got past David. And I was like, okay, well, what's going Who on did David now? David take? Did, I think he took 
Swift or something. He did take Swift. He did so take I Swift. Just I, look, DA, I couldn't <laughs> – I saw Najee there, and Najee was consistently in, like, seventh, eighth pick, like, never getting to me. And when I saw Najee there, I was like, have to do it. Like, I was expecting to draft Mixon, if we're being honest. Right. And when I saw – and it, I said, I said, okay, I'm going to probably draft Mixon, and then I would have to deal with it from there. And by some miracle, which could happen tonight, I could get Dalvin Cook. Never in my while, I did not think I would, Najee Harris would be there. Wow! And he was, and he was there. So that was that was. I followed the courage of my conviction. Dreams there. come true. But Dalvin, if Najee was wasn't there, Dalvin was the pick. So you valued Najee over Dalvin? Yes. Mm, okay. So. It, yeah. So I was pretty much going into this thinking like, wow, all right, fourteenth. It's pretty bad because you can't get that premium player at least that's what you thought and you're like okay well I gotta take two like really good players but they're not elite players and you have to be able to hit on pretty much both of them I would say and so right from the get-go I didn't like the spot I was in but I did like the back-to-back picks and um you know it, it presented the situation presented itself and Saquon went in the first round who was a guy that realistically I could have taken because in most mocks I took Kamara and Barkley with those two picks. That's usually what I got. Um, so the Kamara pick was pretty realistic to me. That's usually like where he goes. Right. Uh, but the Dalvin Cook pick was this very surprising fall for me. Do we know what Kamara's status is in terms of suspension or any of that? I've yet? heard that he's going to play the full season. I don't see. I I, I don't haven't know. heard anything in you know months since all that started. So I don't really know. I I don't know anything. Um, about that, there's a chance. I mean, there's a chance he gets suspended, but I don't know when, or for how long, or if they're just gonna do it next year. I really yeah. don't know. But yeah, a guy like that, I'll take him. I'll take that chance. And the fact that I got I Dalvin Cook there too. Yeah. Um, and by it's way, even better. I do. Uh, I do commend your uh, your choice of team names. <laughs> yeah. I so I just changed my name. It's uh, Kyler before Cod. That's what I'm hoping. This team pans out to be the rest of the year. For anyone who doesn't know what that means, um, <laughs> with the Arizona Cardinals and their contract, they like s- secretly embedded a film, um, like that he has to watch film for four hours uh, minimum per week or something like that. Yeah, four hours they, a week. Because they thought he wasn't watching film, and then there was videos online posted where Kyler Murray's production on the field like went down just uh, severely. After Call of Duty was released, like every year, his numbers just went down. After Call of Duty was released, but before, like they were super good. And if you <laughs> and if you pay attention to the NFL at all, like you'll know the Cardinals will be will be like six and one to open the year, and then they find themselves at like a wild card team eight weeks later after and everyone halfway like, through the season. Wait, yeah, how are they six and yeah six? Are, and six? Yeah, they're like, are you are they pretenders? They've lost the last five weeks, so I, I'm thinking it's because of Call of Duty. So I'm hoping there I get go. the Kyler before God. There you go. That's what I'm hoping. And uh, I guess we'll that find out. A, that was that was a solid value that, pick. Dia, you is. were preaching the entire like mock drafts yeah. process that, oh, I'm not going to take a quarterback. <laughs> like, Jameis Winston is going to be there in the 14th, 14th round. I'll yeah. take him there. And, I, and yeah. then you come out and you pick Kyler Murray. So yeah, I well, you, you see, that's how it pans out because you don't know who you're going to get. I had Kamara. Absolutely. I had Mike Thomas. And I'm sitting there going, well, do I want to wait super long to get Jameis? Do I really want three Saints players? And I just thought to myself, well, Kyler's staring me right in the face. I look at the quarterback list. The next best guy is like Derek Carr or some crap. And I'm like, okay, realistically, I'm not up for another 25 picks. Yeah. Do I take the chance of waiting? So, or do I take a mediocre receiver? Or do I just take Kyler Murray's right there? So, so I, I took actually, it. Uh, I was thinking, I was deciding between 
Hertz and Kyler. Right. And I decided to go with Hertz. I would have went with Hertz too. But uh, I guess we'll find out who's right as uh, DA. You and I will be squaring off week one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you knew that, Jack. We, we him and I play each other first Ooh, week. I got I got McCoy. He's got an interesting team. I two guys that I like on your team, DA Judy. I I was drafting I like, Judy. I like that I was pick of Judy. Judy. Yeah, I like that in my mocks and Rashad Penny. That yep. was also a good pick. Yeah, I gotta say I like I like Kittle as your tight end. Yeah, then that's the other thing too. And Most got, of the time, you, got I don't Madison, you have a too, solid as the backup. My dad, I showed my dad my team this afternoon, and he's like, "Wow, for a fourteen-team league, it's a pretty good team." Yeah, I was thinking the same thing to myself. I was like, "All right, this is this is pretty good." And you know, by week six, I'll have D Hop as well to play around. Yeah, with, I was gonna say who's available. D Hop uh, waiting in the wings as a yeah. fresh as a fresh body in case you have some injuries or anything like that. And I'll have the uh, Jack. What's the term you call it? Stack when you get a stack quarterback receiver. Yes. So that's what I currently have as well. When I got, I got that stack. Well, I'll wait till. Uh, Talk about my team. Yeah, but, but uh, you know, you want to hear something funny? I saw today. I saw uh, saw an alert that the Vikings are shopping Alexander Madison. <laughs> so it might not be well, as good of a pick for anyone who might not have seen the tweet last night breaking down the first round, and is wondering why Da and I were so ecstatic about where who we picked and what spots. Just to just to run down real quick what uh, happened in the first round. The number one pick was pretty predictable. It was Ellis on the board. He picked Jonathan Taylor within a snap of a finger. That wasn't that surprising. Mo picked Christian McCaffrey at number two. Gideon went with Austin Eckler at three. And then it was at number four, John. You picked – who'd you pick? Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, correct. That was a good pick. And we'll get to you, John, in a second sure. uh, talking about your team. Mm-hmm. But just would have ran out the first round. Number five, Christian uh, Vasquez took Cooper Cup. Good pick. Cooper Cup. Number six was uh, Brett Hall, and he took Jettas, Justin Jefferson. Number seven, Dylan McCoy, Jamar Chase. All of that was pretty predictable until number eight, where Eddie took Devontae Adams. Good player. Probably going to be pretty good in fantasy this year, but definitely was a surprise to me. And then number nine, Jake Meistel took Stephon Diggs. Another surprise yeah, to me. A, that, mm-hmm. that seems like a bit of a reach. And then but, number uh... ten was the – Let's just say biggest reach of them all with Saquon Barkley at number ten overall by wow. enough. Hey, Saquon could be really good this year. Yeah, I no, think there's a could. lot of people really bullish on Saquon. Or and his Arnoff knee could took fall that, apart in week one again. Arnoff, yeah. Arnoff took that chance, and those three picks in succession allowed myself to take Najee Harris, and I was I was I was ecstatic in my basement when I when that happened. Uh, and then number twelve, Palumbo of DeAndre Swift. Which is also a solid pick. And then, I mean, the guy who just blew everyone away last night with his first-round pick, Dennis Geisler, Isaac Checo. <laughs> and then rounding out the first round, Alvin Kamara to DA. That's how the first round went. It was wild. Definitely something I've never experienced before. Yeah, but that was quite a first round. We'll talk to the fourth overall pick, who is named New Brunswick Bartolo Colon's John Hartnett. <laughs> please, please, it's New Brunny. Have you met John? Yeah, New Brunny, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying I to make your team pull up. I was met reading, this I was man? making sure the first round picks were right. But, John, how are we feeling about the New Brunny Bartolo Colon's? I feel pretty good. I mean, I'm not the biggest football guy, but I think this is going to be a good opportunity for me to get more involved in football, to get more familiar with it. I and like the Montgomery John will be pick. squaring off against Arnov week one. I think, uh, yeah, I feel I feel pretty good. I'm kind of surprised. Like, I know, I think it was Mo's father who said, like, for a 14-team league. I, it's, I feel, it seems like everybody's team is pretty 
even. It's pretty competitive. Yeah. For the I most mean, part. You got that's Burrow, kind of you got Henry. That's, that's kind of the point of the snake draft, too. Because mm. Oh, yeah. That's a big part of it. I love the snake draft. You got you got some interesting – I'm looking at your team right now. Burrow and T. Higgins, the stack, as I was talking about, where yeah. you could stack up points between your quarterback throwing yeah. a touchdown to your receiver. That was pretty That was pretty good with Joe Burrow and T. Higgins. I, T. Thought, Higgins is a I think DK threat. Metcalf is going to come up big for you. 100%. I David, felt, I'm a David big Montgomery fan of DK Metcalf. He's really good, too. I think, wow, you like DK Metcalf this year? Yeah, why not? Geno Smith is our quarterback. That's why I'm not too high on him. And then, then okay, and then fine. it's Drew Locke. Okay, fine. Next in line, DK Metcalf is not Russell. Excuse me, DK Metcalf is definitely not Russell Wilson, and neither <laughs> is Geno Smith. But DK Metcalf is still like 12 feet tall. <laughs> I mean, listen, he's got he's a physical specimen. I don't I don't doubt it. I just don't trust that Geno Smith's going to get him to the red zone almost every drive like Russ did, and then he's going to be open for a touchdown. I, that I that was one of the guys no, on I, my list that was like an untouchable. I for hear me. it. I hear it. I felt kind of pressured, not pressured. Like, I mean, like okay, so I picked Derrick Henry uh, for my fourth, for the first, for my first pick. I was fourth, and I decided to go. I forget, you know, what the order was. Basically, I tried to alternate because since the wide receiver pool was so, you know, there's so many good wide receivers this year. Right. Yeah. Um, I probably could have picked a few running backs earlier. But I kind of felt pressured to fe- to pick a quarterback once. Who opened up the, the QB floodgates? Was it Eddie? Eddie. Yeah, Eddie. Oh, come on, Eddie. So once the uh, the quarterbacks started going, I probably picked Burrow probably too early. I think it was like my fourth or fifth pick. Yeah. Lot, but I also wanted to get the stack. That, that, that I get Jack that. Noted. But um, yeah. I feel pretty good. I got Burrow as the QB. Irv Smith was a tight end if I didn't get the guys like the Dalton Schultzes, the TJ Hawkinsons. Mm-hmm. I was going to wait out for a guy like Irv Smith. Yeah. That was a good pick. I'm, yeah. John, I'm a little iffy on the pick of Amari Cooper. You know, yeah, I, I picked, gotta be honest. Mm-hmm. First, you Amari a decent Cooper, amount of tight ends too with Higby yeah, and Logan Thomas. Amari Cooper is getting old. You know, he's probably past his prime. Plus, you got to remember that the first 11 games, his quarterback is Jacoby Brissett. Who, I'm not knocking Jacoby Brissett. You know, he's had some success, but I wouldn't say he's an elite quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I waited probably way too long to pick um, tight ends. Most of the also, I think it was whenever I picked tight end, maybe like, like in the middle rounds, too late probably. And then um, I didn't get the flex I wanted. There's a there's a point in the draft I forget who it was, but there was like, I I try to like queue up my guys because like there's you know with the snake draft there's a point like you'll pick maybe, you'll pick you have two picks within eight slots and right. then you'll wait like forty five minutes. And it was <laughs> like when it, when I had a, a, a long break, I queued up some guys that I thought okay well these guys are gonna go. And I was looking at these, like you know, the middle tier guys. Like these guys should stay on the board. So I'll cue these guys up, and then so like, you know, I'll get I'll get some water, make a sandwich. I'll come back, and then I'm maybe I'm like four or five picks out, and then I could see them just go off the board, just like oh this one this guy's off, this guy's off, and I forgot who I queued up. But like all the guys I wanted were gone within like four of the five guys I wanted were gone in four picks. I think I uh, I definitely have some holes in the roster, but I think I feel pretty good. You know, Mo. I think I might change my team name to Kyler after COD when COD releases, and just see and just see <laughs> if just the numbers see how go your lower, production and just compare. It. You know, what? it might be a true thing. I think that is a good scientific experiment. I will do it. When's Please the next? Uh, when's the next COD coming out this year? Uh, October, November. It's always oh. around. The, I don't know the exact day. I'll figure it out. But like, I got to figure out if it's week up until week eight. Boom! I'll cut it off. I'll put those numbers aside, and then I'll change the name. And All then right. from week nine you out, I'll then compare the numbers. Hold on. Hold on. What? We One got comp. you want the official release. The official launch is October twenty eighth. Okay, so it's like uh, that's not that far into the year. Damn, it's uh, two months. Two months. 
like week seven ish. Yeah. Yeah. Where the there's Cardinals like eight, offense, there's like 18, 17 where the games, Cardinals man. offense usually goes off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, it's usually where it goes. So it, it adds up. I'm taking my chance with that. See now, an interesting about thing about that is I've I saw a graphic that had like uh, Cliff Kingsbury's records as head coach, even going back to Texas Tech. I've seen that his records, you know, take a deep drop. So is Cliff the one that's playing COD all the time? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you, I don't know how that's possible. But that, that's another that's another conversation. How what's we possible? John, one last comment I want to make on your team. You did pick Brian Robinson, who unfortunately had uh, was unfortunately shot over the weekend, mm-hmm. and it looks like thank goodness that he's going to be yeah. okay and he's the in stable way, when, condition. When someone reacted to that pick by saying "I'm dead," I started cracking up at the humor of that. <laughs> I know that's I know that's in poor taste, but I just started laughing. <laughs> I, I think I know who it was too, because I noticed it as well, and I, <laughs> I think I kept was, that to myself. I'm not. A, I'm not gonna say who it is, but I yeah. know who it was. Thankfully, he's okay though. Yeah, and true. Yeah. I was waiting. I was waiting to see. Uh, I was waiting to see who would pick him. I at one point saw him on the board, and I was like, you know what? I might take him at this spot, but I eventually decided against it. And John, you ended up picking him in the thirteenth round. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he he could be good. I was hearing good things about his camp and winning that battle out in Washington with Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, and Brian Robinson. And, you know, unfortunately, that happened, and you know we're hoping the best for Brian Robinson. Sure. Hoping he gets back as soon as possible and healthy. But I just wanted to comment on that because that was a that was an interesting pick because he was really falling in a lot of people's drafts. I mean, for unfortunate circumstances. I'm gonna be honest with you, Jack. I read that yes, I read um, yesterday on Instagram. I follow all all sports news. If you don't follow all sports news, very good Instagram account. Um, and I re- I read that a you know a uh, a uh, sorry um. A, a Washington commander was shot. I think it was, was in his car. I think I don't know what the. I don't remember the exact details. But he, I saw that a player was shot. and I was like, oh my goodness, I can't. You know, I, I feel horrible. I hope I let. I saw that it was it was minor injuries. He'll be okay. Thank you know. Thank yeah, God. Thoughts I, and prayers for his family and oh, yeah. him. And uh, I didn't. I pick, I didn't pick up on the name. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I forgot. I didn't even realize Robinson was the guy who was hurt until you just pointed it out to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. That's one way to. Draft. So you drafted him. Didn't realize Wait, that he it was, was the one who got shot him? until just now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh John. <laughs> That's the God's honest truth. I be- oh, I believe you. Oh, I because I'm surprised someone it. drafted him. <laughs> That's why I was like, okay, interesting, because we have no idea what his timetable is to come back. So we, I was just that's why I wasn't touching him, and then I saw you take him. I was like, all right, well maybe he knows something I don't. <laughs> I got a, I got some some uh, some guys I know in, you yeah. know in some hospitals. Yeah, there you go, there you go. They got Jeez. the inside scoop. They got the inside scoop. Oh. Even I think that's bleak. Well, I guess moving on to the final fantasy team left to break down the Trey Trey Lancelot. Oh, I like that name. I like that. I like that. I like that. I'm trying to. Uh, no, that's I, good. Dude, I I really like. My draft, I really did. I was, I'm been super high on Trey Lance. I recognize I'm make, taking a big risk, uh, trusting a first year quarterback here as my number one court, number one court, number one player at quarterback and the team's namesake. But that <laughs> is what I'm doing. I was able to. I thought, I thought I was really happy with getting Najee, of course, at running back, and then Travis Etienne uh, backing him up as an RB two. He should be really good coming out the gate. And then I have an interesting stack here. It's Trey Lance and Debo Samuel. Now, Debo Samuel Ooh. is a jack-of-all-trades guy. He had a great year last year. And coming into this year, you would think it's impossible for him to replicate what he did last year in terms of fantasy. But he's got the new contract. 
his contract is heavily predicated on running incentives and you know incentive laden things tied to his stat tied to his on-field performance so and also Debo Samuel has said himself that he wants to be more of a receiving player instead of maybe the jack of all trades running back that he's also been in San Francisco so it makes for this really interesting dynamic where I was I'm interested to see if Debo Samuel and Trey Lance are kind of able to get this connection and it'll be it'll if, if it if it pays off I'm gonna feel like a genius because Trey Lance I think is could be a really good fantasy running back with what he's able to do on the ground and then also through the air and then you know, I was happy with Juju Smith-Schuster falling to me so I can get him as a flex. Jalen Waddell I've always been high on. Dalton Schultz is my guy from Dallas, and he's also a really good tight I was, end. I was looking at Dalton Dak's Schultz, gonna have too, like and then he took him from a me. second and a half to throw this year, and he's only going to get it to Dalton Schultz. So I'm happy about that. Dustin Hopkins is the kicker on a high-powered offense for the Chargers. And Titans defensive has got a great matchup week one, so we're cooking. I beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Daniel Jones is going to carve up that offense, uh, that defense, I mean. I mean, like, that's just a given. Brian Dable's offensive scheme. Are you kidding me? I'm sorry to interrupt. Apparently, Brian Robinson is now back at the Commander's team facility. I just got an ESPN notification. See, John knows something we don't. See, exactly. He's already back. I'm that guy. He's going to start practicing later this week. I mean, geez. I mean, he's going to – he will be active. John, good. Come back back for the year. You knew. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You knew. Now, Jack, Trey Lance, I like the pick a lot. I think he'll be like the Jalen Hurts from last year. I I think that's the role he's going to get. Where his passing ability, although I think he has a very good passing upside, he may struggle through the air. So just because it's his technically it's his rookie year in terms of playing a full season, so they might they might try and lean towards the running his running ability and try and use that to their advantage. So you're probably going to get a lot of rushing touchdowns this year. Which is why I wasn't a big fan of guys like Elijah Mitchell this year, just because you know they'll, he'll take away a lot of the goal line carries um, with design run plays, kind of like what Kyler Murray and the Cardinals do. So that's kind of why I was just kind of skeptical about a guy like Elijah Mitchell for fantasy purposes. But I, I do like Trey Lance. I think he has the great running ability. They're gonna run him into the end zone a whole lot on the goal line in the red zone, and I think he's a better passer than Jalen Hurts. So it shouldn't be. You know, twelve touchdowns. You know, eight picks or whatever it is, something like that. It it, it could be Jill much Hurt, better than Jill that. Jalen Hurts got his fair share of criticism in actual football sense, but in fantasy, he was a beast. Yeah, fantasy, he's a beast. It's because he had ten rushing touchdowns last yeah. year. I mean, if you can get that from Trey Lance, you're not going to be complaining if he throws twelve touchdowns, nine picks. Two, you're not going to be. You're not going to complain about that. Two of the last three years, I've hit on my quarterbacks in a big way. Twenty nineteen, I hit on Lamar Jackson, won me the championship. Last year, I hit on Jalen Hurts, and he was part of me being the number one seed in my fantasy league, and I didn't win the championship, unfortunately. It, uh, I, I'm gambling. I'm, I'm not gonna say I'm gambling. I'm betting on Trey Lance this year. You're taking a gamble. Got, I think he's got. I think he's got the upside. That is and Jack's lock of the week. <laughs> one person. One person. I'll also mo- mention Tyler. How do you say this guy's name? Algiere. Algier. Algier. Is that? I, I gotta look at the spelling. It's the Atlanta. Uh, it's the Atlanta Falcons. He's either Algier or Algier. I bring. That's, I, bring I think it's Algier. I bring him up. Probably Algier. Yeah, that's probably right. Uh, when did I draft him? It was. I want to say like the thirteenth round. See, I wish it showed 12th. the draft on here. Like you mm-hmm. can go back and look. You can. You got. You want to go to uh? Okay. Da. I don't know what you're on. Are you on your phone? Are I'm on, on the app. Phone? On my phone. Oh, okay. So if you're on, if you're on your computer, you could look at the draft. Oh, okay. But Hold on, I'm drafted, gonna try to find I drafted it. Algier in the twelfth round. Okay. And I bring him up because 
I was thinking sure. some part of my mind was thinking I might be able to get this guy in free agency because I knew I was going to draft Jameson Williams and put him on. Jack, you took Algier in 12. Yeah. So I was, I was, part of me thought about that, but I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to take him now. And I took him then and immediately Ellis and DA both said, wow, I was looking at him. Or like Ellis, especially Ellis had his eyes on Algier and I was like, man. Yeah. I, was, I, I said good pick. He was on it. Ellis. There's a, there's a sneak there's there's some reports that Algier could be RB1 in Atlanta. And look, they got Cordell Patterson, who is the root of one of my favorite sounds of the past like two weeks on TikTok. I don't think I sent it to any of you on studio, but it's this guy getting really mad over Cordell Patterson being good in fantasy. I'm guessing Let's you didn't it send way. it to me on TikTok. I'll uh, I'll send it to DA. He can show Mostly because I'm not on TikTok. Over break. <laughs> but uh yeah, I I think Tyler Algier, he could, he's really a sleeper candidate to be RB1 in Atlanta, so we'll see. Yeah, right. I mean. And I also got your boy Kadarius Tony, so, Tony, so. Yeah, you like him? Yeah, I mean, he's he could be a flex candidate. I know I was talking a little crap about the Giants just before because they are playing the Titans. Because they deserve it. And they, yeah, they do deserve it. But it's, uh, you know, Kadarius Tony could be one of the bright spots on the team. And I also coupled that with Michael Carter, who – Probably won't be as good as Brees Hall in fantasy, but there's still opportunities for him. So that's why he's a bench player. But it should be should be an interesting. I respect it, that. Should be a fun season. Play McCoy week one. Got Gideon after that. I am currently projected to lose to McCoy, oh. but <laughs> we'll see. They, this team, ESPN loves Brett Hahn's team. Like they think <laughs> Brett Hahn's gonna go undefeated and go and win the championship. Nice. Like. It's, it's it's insane. Yeah, DA, you are currently projected to beat me by two point nine points. Yeah, so it, it's anybody's game. Oh, it's anybody's game. McCoy's and, projected yeah. to beat me by one point nine. I think that is. Yeah, so, and it, the next week, fifty fifty. The week after that, I am playing against Christian. This fantasy league is going to be fun, though, because throughout the season, like, you know, so we're going to be talking a lot about actual football and Rutgers football, but to bridge the gap, it'll be fun, oh, especially, yeah. like, on, you know, I think DA and I are on Monday crew. Like, we could definitely fill up some time, like, just so you know, <laughs> fill up some time, like, okay, like, this is how Sunday went. We got some yeah. matchups have Monday night football. Uh, yeah, like, what, like, yeah. Matthew Berry used to post every week, you know, what do you need to happen tonight? Exactly. We could but do like, that. But, I think Monday, Monday crew is the. Th- is the three of us and Giddy, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Thursday Thursday and Friday crew could give their predictions for the also, week. Also, unlike when you get to like, you know, Wednesday crew and it's the middle of the week, you could you're just gonna have guys like making trades live on air. <laughs> Probably. There's gonna be a lot I feel like there's gonna be a lot of trades because with the fourteen man league and then my screw up of adding more bench spots, there's the the free agency is gonna be slim pickings. So to really improve on your team, it's gonna come from it's going to come from the trade. From trade. So if your team's not performing, instead of hitting the free agency and picking up a sleeper guy who's just going off, it, in this league is going to be trading. And that's why the draft is so important, especially in a 14-man league, because you can't rely on maybe guys who are going to break out who would have been in free agency that you could pick up. Instead, they're on teams already. Yeah. But no, like I was saying, I could see like, you know, on Wednesday we're going to have Eddie and Ellis together. I could see them just making trades or – Dennis and Palumbo on Thursday, but uh, we'll Palumbo's see what going to be looking for a quarterback. <laughs> I, I know that he's got he's Derek Carr right now. Not ha- he's That's not happy he's with the quarterback. With. Palumbo, I'm sorry, man. You're my guy, but I-, I was sniping you last night. Apparently, 
So we'll see, we'll see if all that sniping paid off. Palomo, if you're out there listening, thank you for taking Swift and not Dalvin Cook. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. And shout out to Dennis for uh, taking Pacheco, pulling the trigger yeah. on Pacheco. And Appreciate it. Also, I I think I we do Dennis need to at team. least briefly acknowledge that Eddie took Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> yeah, what was that? His last pick. <laughs> His last pick. I, D, or McCoy took. Des he was Bryant. so proud of himself. McCoy took Des. I thought he was gonna pick Bo. He was like, he was hyping it up in the chat. He was like, get oh, ready, he was hyping get it. Ready up. Get ready for 14. this. This is gonna be. This is gonna be the steal of the century or something like that. So and then I, was like, I think okay, he's just gonna pick Bo Melton. I think and Dennis actually took. Bo in 15. I think Dennis took Bo. Throw up the X. Oh, yeah. No, but... Dennis is not... Dennis doesn't have a terrible Eddie team. taking Fitz. I was like, what? He's got he's got Fields. Pacheco is ridiculous. And then Joe Mixon. He ended up getting Joe Mixon, which could have been my first pick, like I said. Mike Williams is boomer bust. Tra- Terry McLaurin could be good. Hawkinson's a solid tight end. Cordell Patterson somehow just just breeds fantasy value every year. Yeah. Bill's defense, I mean, not a great matchup week one. I'll say that for the record. And then Justin Tucker's one of the best kickers in football. So And also, Ellis went and, like... He I sniped Jalen Tolbert for me, too. Ellis went kicker defense in, like, rounds, like, five and six. He did that. Yeah, I saw that. He did that quick. jazz really early. Hold on. When did the first defense go? Now, I got I got the draft order. It was early. So me, I think it was, Let like, me take a look. I think it was five or when six. When did the first defense When did the first I'm defense I'm looking at go? the draft recap. Uh, hmm. This is interesting. I also got to see when the first quarterback went. While um, you guys are looking first at the Dennis took line. the first defense in the seventh round. That's was, very early. And it was Buffalo. And then Josh Allen, was, I think, went in yeah, the Yeah, he third. took Buffalo, yeah. and then with his pick on the flip side in the eighth round, he took Tucker. Yeah, I know Allen went third round. So I was one turn off. Allen went third, and then Mystel picked Mahomes the next pick. And then after that, Herbert went to Christian in the fourth. And then Lamar went to Ellis. Hertz, you went. Uh, Hertz went to Mo. Uh, Rogers went to Arnov. Murray went to Da. And then who was the next pick after that? Brady went to McCoy. Dak went to Giddy. Uh, Russ went. Russ went to Brett. And then I won Trey Lance. Yeah, and do you see? That's why I took Murray when I took him, Jack. Even though I don't typically go quarterbacks like that early, like you just named four teams that went quarterback after I picked. Yeah. yeah. So and if I a, didn't go and Murray, in a fourteen team league, you yeah. gotta go. And that's why, like, it. and once, like, once, uh, it was Eddie, right, who opened the, uh, yeah. The pick? yeah. So once yeah, they start going, I was going, a little nervous when Eddie opened the quarterback yeah. pool in the third round. Right. Oh exactly. yeah, I was, that's why I was I a little Bur- worried about that as well. I didn't want to risk it, like, because that's why I picked Burrow when I did. Especially, like you, especially being on the end where right. you literally just sit on your thumbs for sit on your hands for like 10 20 minutes. And that's why that's why in the 6th round I picked Dalton, Dalton Schultz. And then at that point Brady, Dak, uh and Russell Wilson were all on the board before Trey Lance. I think Matthew Stafford was higher rated than Trey Lance too, but I knew, I knew who my guy was. The ESPN rankings are just they were so off last night. It yeah. was they were because D, I think Debo Samuel was like really high up in the rankings too, which Made me scared that I wasn't be able to get Debo, and you know, you know how that went. I see the doubt in me thought I was gonna be able to get Dak, and he was gonna fall, but Gideon took him. And then once we got to like the top of the seventh round, like I mentioned at the top of the show, I knew that the only person between me and my pick 
between between the pick at where it was in the seventh round and my pick was Brett and Russell Wilson was sitting there. So I did not anticipate Brett taking Russell Wilson or uh, Trey Lance. And if he ended up taking Trey Lance, I was hitting the phones probably. But uh, you know, it worked out because after Brett, McCoy had a quarterback, Kalegi had a quarterback, Myself had a quarterback, Arnav had a quarterback. So it's uh, you got you got to play the you got to play the uh, you got to play the board sometimes, and you got to take guys maybe. Maybe picks higher than you thought if you really want them. So. By the way, John, I love your new team name. Yeah, I changed my uh, team name if you guys want to check it out. It's Chasing Clay Pools. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good name. I like that. That's a good I name. love it. I love it. We have to Got do it. like have a do ranking it. of like the top. Uh, best names that's that's an idea that's an like idea that. we have to do that best names in the league because i think everyone's got a custom name now should we uh let's see all right so brett's got coach hawn that's a, that's a He'll probably change all right so team. let's see jack you got trey lance a lot john's got chasing clay pools mccoy's still just team I like, mccoy i think mccoy's coming to last there yeah mm. arnov <laughs> arnov's got shiano season Palumbo's got the Palumbeast. That's not Cle- bad. That's, that's pretty clever. good. That's, yeah. clever. that's clever. DA, as we know, is Kyler before COD for now. For now. It'll be after. It'll be Kyler after COD. And I was thinking weeks. last night, DA. You could have been like, oh, this is the D- A team. Hmm. No. No? Okay. No. Okay, go ahead, Mo. See, Mo's not a fan <laughs> of that, John. No. Not a fan. He's not a fan of that. Uh, apologies, apologies. Our fearless leader, Gideon Fox, <laughs> is uh, Captain Piscataway Fox. Fox, or I'm going to call him the Piscataway Fox. <laughs> a la the Ohio State. Uh, he Brett, should trademark that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brett just went with Coach Hahn. Simple, but I like it. Yeah, my still went with Team Jake Snakes. Like that one. That's a good one. Jake Snakes. Uh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so translation, you don't like it. Okay, no, we'll I move don't. on. Christian Vasquez <laughs> went with NYC Rats. <laughs> I'm sure there's some joke there I don't understand. Do not like rats. Wait, who was NYC Rats? Christian, oh, Christian Vasquez. Okay. Dennis Geisler went with Animal Style. I went with Mogo Knows the Way to Go. Ellis Gordon just changed his name late last night to Pure Domination. Pretty, uh, that's, pretty brave. That, that's cocky. Yeah, yeah, brave of them. And Eddie Kalegi. Daddy, Daddy, notice me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, well. I think I pronounced that. I think I inflected that correctly. <laughs> He picked Fitzpatrick too, which is he did icing. Although he did say in the in the group me afterwards that that would be uh, a one day contract for Daddy Fitz, and then it was uh, onto the waiver wire he went. Okay, so just paying a little respect. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I I can respect that. Exactly. And welcome back to the Tuesday Crew. Gonna have some locks of the week coming up here in a second. Um, after a very spirited discussion of the Fantasy League, first of many, I suspect, but we're going to jump into Agreed. locks. So, uh, as, al- as I always say when I lead off this segment, if you're taking f- in betting advice from us, you probably should be reevaluating some things. Yeah, that probably means you're losing a lot and you're looking <laughs> for an expert opinion, but you're not getting one. Yeah, no, uh, I, I will provide a lock later in this segment, once I find one. Um, but I know nothing about this stuff. So, uh, <laughs> with that disclaimer, Jack, you want to start us off? Sure, 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 sure. So over the summer, I made a name for myself as the premier WNBA <laughs> better mm. on the station. Here we go. But, uh, you know, WNBA, sometimes you, sometimes you take a break from the WNBA grind. So I'm going to take a break and it's going to 
be for a pretty important game, especially here on the banks. And it involves the Rutgers Scarlet Knights football team and the Boston College Eagles. I think I think I think everyone's here has heard about uh, that game going on on Saturday. They're playing Who? Saturday. Yeah, oh, I, I didn't I know think, that. I think everyone's heard about that. <laughs> so big game. We don't have a quarterback yet to be named. I'm sure we'll talk about Rutgers football later in the show, but have some thoughts on that. But the line is at minus seven in favor of Boston College. Money line is minus three hundred Boston College plus two thirty on Rutgers. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna stick with the spread. And I'm going to say that this game, I would, I would take Rutgers uh, to beat the spread. I think, they, I, think they, I think they beat the spread. I don't think Boston College is as hyped up as people are saying they are. I mean, like I've seen – I haven't seen a whole lot of banter between college or Boston College fans and Rutgers fans over Twitter, but I have seen some. And a lot of Boston College fans think that they're just going to, you know, beat us yeah. pretty good. And I think – I don't know if Rutgers is going to win. Like, it's going to be an interesting game. I don't think Greg Schiano's quarterback uh, philosophy with, you know, holding basically, I don't know what he's going to do with the quarterback, but basically sticking with this three quarterback battle into the, this late into training camp is not great. And I don't think it really bodes well, but that's my opinion. But, you know, I, I still think that Rutgers will at least win this game or make it a field goal game or less. And, against Boston College, despite the fact that they don't have a quarterback yet, uh, clearly named as a starter. So I'm taking Rutgers to cover the spread, and hmm, I can't pick Rutgers to lose. Rutgers is going to win. They're going to win by a field goal. They're going to win, in typical Rutgers fashion, 16-13. to Hoorah. I'm in love with those picks, Jack. That is is awesome stuff. When I saw that today, they were seven-point underdogs. I was laughing myself. And yeah, you could sit out there and say, "Well, we don't have a quarterback name. We don't know what we're doing." Like, Wimsat's not going to be good. I just don't like it. You, I know you don't. I but the way I, I like see it, it is, Shiano is playing chess right now. He is not letting Boston College know who the starter is, so they got to watch film on all three guys. Mm, fair. That way, when he all announces right, it right. during game, that's what I think at least. Good game plan. day when he releases the starting quarterback, Shiano the team doesn't a, know who they're getting. Shiano is very secretive. He, he is. Stuff. He is very secretive. He likes to keep it that way. And to some degree, I think it gives Rutgers an advantage um, for Boston College not to know who's going to be their starting guy. Because say he announced it last week, all right, great, now Boston College is just watching strictly film on said quarterback for a week straight. They know what's coming. At and, least if you say it Friday night, Saturday morning – Boston College, yeah, they might have watched film on, say, if Vedral's name, the starter, but they also spent a lot of their time watching Wimsat. And for all we know, Vedral could have been named the starter. Wimsat could have been named the starter in-house. I mean, like, it doesn't really matter if you announce it to the public or not, as long right. as the guys in-house know what's going on. Like, I mean, Shiano could really care less, to be honest and I think with you, they do. They know. And I think they do. They probably – that's, sure that's a do. solid point because I was going from the standpoint that the public doesn't know – and that made me think that they don't know themselves, but I think Shiano knows who's going to get the majority, at least the reps in game one, or who the outright starter is. Right. And like you said, that that kind of gives it a smoke and mirrors appearance where they don't really know who to prepare for if you're Boston College. So, you know, Shiano probably doesn't care if the public knows or not. You know, he'll the public will know on Saturday at noon. All right. That's at least what I think. I agree with those picks. I think Rutgers wins the game and covers, obviously. So, yeah, I, I agree with those picks. I'm with you on that. John, what do you got for us? 
I'm going to pivot to the world of baseball while I still can because you've got about a month left. Saw that coming. And, uh, of course, <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, the Yankees, Mr. Allen. Oh, okay. I caught the game last night. A judge hit his 50th home run. The Yankees lost again. The only bright spot of that game, yeah. <laughs> and they're playing the Angels. Who's in the bump? It's Mike Myers for the Angels. Oh, God. Uh, and you know what that means? Shohei Otani stepping up to the dish. And here's the, uh, here's the thing about Mike Myers. He actually has the record, I think, for the worst Major League Baseball, Major League, like, debut. He went, like, he was in, I, I think he was a Cardinal. He went, like, an inning in the third, gave up, like, six runs, and that was, like, the That's marked, brutal. Was the worst. I mean, it's just brutal. But he's on the bump tonight for the Angels, and I think the Yankees are going to lose this game. So you aren't picking the Yankees? I'm not, but it's going to be. you're picking the Yankee game? Yeah. Okay, Yankee, gotcha. Game. But I think Judge is going to homer, and Haim's <laughs> going to win. Low-scoring game, like 3 zero. So the Angels are going to win. Judge gets 51. Yeah. Not, listen, I can believe that. I've seen it happen before. I'm not gonna act. In, I'm not gonna sit here and act like it's. There's no way in hell. I mean, they lost last night, and I thought they should have won that game. Ranger Suarez isn't anything special. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. I um. That's my. Maybe a little bit of. Sorry. So, never mind. Uh, so yeah, that's my lock. Anaheim's gonna go over the Yankees, but Judge is gonna get 51. All right. So then let me just see that game real quick in terms of betting lines, just so I can see if the Yankees. I'm sure they're favorites. Okay. So. Jameson Tyone is pitching. The Yankees are uh, minus 172 favorites on FanDuel. So, I, I mean, if I were a better, I I would just stay away from that game. Because if because the Yankees are so hit or miss right now that they mm-hmm. could win this game by five runs and then tomorrow night lose like 5 nothing and have two hits. Mm-hmm. That's how hit or miss this offense is overall. I think Judge is the only piece that has stayed consistent the whole year. Mm-hmm. He did have like a nine-game dry spell. But besides that, he has been very consistent. The rest of the lineup, forget about it. It's just, it's all over the place. Like, in the Oakland A series, two days, three days ago, the first game of the series, they won, like, 13-4. to Then the, ne- the next night, they, they win 3-2. to Then the next night, they, they lose, I think, 3-2. to And then they get one hit against the guy making his first start through eight innings. <laughs> and against Oakland. I mean, you cannot predict this team offensively. They go out to score 13, then it's three, then it's none. It just, it, they're so erratic. And last night, they only had three. Judge hit a home run. So if I were to side, I would probably lean towards the Angels. If you're a betting person, I would at least pick their spread. I think they'll plus one and a half. I think you could, I think that's good value. But again, I just wouldn't touch the game. But... At this point, I mean, if you if you think you can get some good money with some good plus odds off the Yankees, this is probably the time to do it because they're like kind of just on a roller coaster. They just don't know; they're just not consistent right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not a huge fan of the Yankees right now, um, offensively how they're playing. So I, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with your pick because we'll see it. It happened last night, happened the night yeah. before against the A's. I'm not I'm not going to be surprised like once, they lose. It seems like once you think the Yankees are just like you can't get any lower, they just they give you some hope. Yeah, and then they go back down. Right. Which makes John, no sense to me. This could be the John, elevator back can you up. Relate to, Hopefully. Can you relate to that feeling oh, at all? Oh, please. I'm used to just going down. Oh, I, John. <laughs> but this year, I, anyway. So, yeah. All right. So, I'm going to go quick, real quick. Um, right. Okay. I'm also going to stick in baseball. I'm a Yankee fan, but I'm going to go to the Mets game. Oh, so, it's actually, see how nice. we did that? Oh, man. See how Stole we did my that? Pick, man. Oh. Well, it depends. Are you going to pick the Mets? Uh, yeah, I am. Hmm. Okay, then maybe I did steal your pick. What? <laughs> I'll give you time to find a new one, or you can just agree with me. That's fine. I don't really care. Yeah. Two people can go in on it, which has to yeah. mean it's going to hit, right? If oh, people agree with it. Sure. So anyway, so and you I, went. I'm, when I go, I'll give you another reason why it's going to have to. All hit. right. Cool. I'm glad you picked. I could not touch this game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
See, now we're both going to give each other why we shouldn't touch yeah. the other yeah. game. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So the Mets and Dodgers are playing at City Field tonight. Andrew Heaney on the bump for the Dodgers. Taiwan Walker on the hill for the Mets. And... Listen, Andrew Heaney was a Yankee for a short period of time, and all that guy did was throw batting practice, and it seems like <laughs> this year with the Dodgers is the exact opposite. I don't know what the hell the Yankees are doing wrong, pitching-wise, but they just couldn't figure him out, and now the Dodgers seem to just figure him out this year. So I don't know what to make of that. I know Taiwan Walker's a pretty decent pitcher. I don't watch enough Mets games to tell you that he's awesome or if he's, he's right. not good. He's a grub All I know guy. is when the Yankees played him, they, they seem good. to figure him out early, mm-hmm. and then he's he kind of found his way. He's a good number three or four starter. Okay. I, I like the odds. They're plus money in the money line. I would go with the run line to be safe if you're a better. I'd go Mets plus one and a half. Yeah. So. I'm just nervous. <laughs> I, I agree with you, but I think I think this is a close game, and I want it to be a close Mets win for one reason and oh, one reason only. Timmy Trumpet. Timmy Trumpet. Timmy Trumpet in the, the building. building tonight. That's right. Yeah. If, My if, parents if, are actually going to be there. They bought the tickets nice. before that. But Timmy Trumpets in the building tonight. And if Edwin Diaz enters the game, Eddie Dake. <laughs> Timmy Trumpets will be there to bring him out live. Horns and all. Trumpets galore. I, I think this is going to be a glorious night for the Mets. And for our boy Diaz and for Timmy Trumpets, who will be throwing out the pitch, like the first ceremonial first pitch, like any minute now. Nice. And I'm going to stay with the majority and also go with baseball. Uh, I got a bit of a deeper cut. I got the White Sox and Royals game tonight. Uh, it's Lucas Giolito on the bump versus Brady Singers having a surprisingly good season and Giolito having a surprisingly rough season. Uh, spread right now is one and a half in favor of the White Sox. I'm going to take the Royals covering. Uh, at the one and a half. Interesting. Because I think I think Singer's gonna have a strong start. And I think Gilito's gonna be okay, but struggle a bit. So I'm taking the uh, I'm taking the Royals at one and a half tonight. Yeah, I don't really know enough about either of those teams to uh, to opine, but I think uh, the White Sox. It seems like they're just. I mean, they can't get out of their own way. And I th- do you think it's La Russa? Do you think it's the clubhouse culture? Because they have a lot of talent. They do. I mean, they've been injured some this year, but I think I think La I, I think La Russa is only part of the problem. Cause I think I think it came out a few weeks ago. Like I was listening, I was listening to uh, Talking Baseball, and they were saying um, like they have no. I think it was Cueto, and he mentioned like we have no fire, we have no grit, and there's no. I guess that's it. There's no there's no like fire in their eyes, and and they're only fi- and you look at the standings, they're only five games out. It seems like no one wants to win the AL Central. It's so mid. <laughs> the whole division <laughs> is so bad. I mean, you're letting Cleveland, with the with a good pitching staff and. It's just no words. I can't even describe. We got we got the twins with Correa and Buxton. I mean, each team has good talent, but like if you put them in any other division, they're in third or fourth place. Yeah, and it's if just you, brutal. If you swapped, say maybe the Orioles into the AL Central, they may be in second place right now. Who knows? Yeah, America's team. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's my pick. I'm taking the uh, the Royals at one and a half at a plus one and a half tonight against the White Sox. So you're picking who's in the bump? Uh, Julito. Yeah, Giolito for the White Sox, and then Brady Singer for the Royals. All right. Mm. So, some 